listening to the Your Wrong Podcast. I'm Swedish. Insert sexual inference where you want. Hello, I'm Gregos. Fuck you, sir. What the fuck happened there? Attack on Titan with foxes? Your Wrong Podcast. Oh, sorry, Chris. I didn't bang a whale. Hello, and welcome back to Your Wrong uh, this is going to be one of our patented monthly roundups. Uh, with me, as always, I have uh, the Luciano. The Luciano? Just the one? I don't know any other ones. So. Fair enough. Hi, hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hello. There. Hi. Look, listen, that's, that's, that's the quality you get from the Luciano. He was also doing the queen wave, just, so you, just oh, wow. for those oh, who, who, who can't see yeah. 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 his majesty. Yeah. All of you. Um, and we have who is calling himself this week LL Cool Say Set Say uh, okay. Yeah Oh shit I hadn't understood the, the joke and now I wish I hadn't <laughs> uh, Hi You're welcome It's That's Chris from Montreal and just for all of you Chris from Montreal Mais oui Chocolat Chris is having a stroke. I'm not having but, a stroke. Uh, As usual. Don't worry about it. What makes you think? What is, one of these days, the Hard Strokes Foundation is going to catch catch us slipping, and we're going to be slapped with, I don't know, slander, libel, what have you. Cle- You're exhibiting all clearly, the signs yeah, of stroke. Clearly having a stroke. I'm so glad neither of you is a, is a licensed physician. Slurring <laughs> Fuck your diagnosis. <laughs> your Western medicine is meaningless. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's it. Uh, Spencer is unable to make it this evening. He has better plans, apparently. Who knows if he'll show up. If he does, we'll let him comment on one thing and one thing only. In the meantime, we're going to dip right into the news. Uh, first up, um, listen, you guys probably know this, but we want to talk about it. Into the Spider-Verse, part two, trailer dropped December-ish. What are we, what are we all thinking about it? Fucking exciting. I... So... I loved the first one. No, no. I, was I can just, see the like, look on your face and for the listeners. Yeah, well, I think people I'm are bracing. like excited about it. I think it's going to be like derivative and boring. I'm just going to say it. Really? Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Shots fired. Why? Well, from the trailer, it feels like they're trying too hard. Really? Now, I don't know if I'm missing any context because I haven't watched... Um, <laughs> <laughs> for sure but i i don't know if i'm missing any context because i haven't watched the the latest spider-man movie and i know that i don't think you need like that some... they exist in separate worlds okay so right. then this is miles morales then i think it's gonna be just like a an excuse to make a trailer i hope i'm wrong to make a trailer jesus yes a movie a trailer fuck you <laughs> yeah <laughs> a, a movie um i hope i'm wrong because i really really love the first one and i hope they do a good job with the second one but like the trailer didn't i wasn't like super excited with the trailer i was like actually like oh god i hope they don't fuck this up interesting but just might be that i'm old chris can you combat luciano's old crotchetiness with some positivity and hype happily so the context that yo old crusty dusty ass is missing <laughs> is thus <laughs> Goes thusly. Um, okay, one consistency. So they they leave us off from the the last movie, and 
it's a really great bridge into the events that are going to take place in the next movie, right? So in almost any time travel movie uh, or interdimensional movie, whether you think of like, I don't know, when you shouldn't do shit, when you shouldn't do shit in in past or future that could mess with the whole spectrum of time, someone's going to come in and either give you a slap on the wrist or come fuck you up because of the ramifications that you've, you know, you've inadvertently or deliberately have caused, right? So for those reasons, since this uh, this Spider-Man from the future is coming to like lay the smackdown on on Miles Morales, I don't understand why that would be the case. So for me, that's a big question mark because dude's supposed to be able to to look back into into the past and see like so-called good deeds and like heroic career. So why would he come all the way back? Sorry, why would he come from all the way in the future? Come fuck this kid up. I don't get it. And so has have stories like these happened? Sure. Has it happened with with a great animation team that uh, that we've uh, we've seen bef- like uh, the likes of of which like have we seen any any team like this executed before? Nope. But I, I really love these characters, so I trust them. I, I I wasn't I didn't know what to expect for the first movie, but um, they've earned they've earned my trust, and and I'm excited to see what they're going to do. It it just as I said, the stories like this have happened before, but at the same time. Something feels fresh about it, so I don't feel burnt out just yet. Um, I feel like I've got plenty of gas in the tank to see where they go. And once again, like they're fully leaning into their 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 visual, their unique visual style and treatment. Um, it's frenetic, and my god, it's just it's just so visually raw. It's like I if I I would I'd be I'd be afraid if I suffered epileptic seizures, but I'd still risk it to go and check this shit out. Okay. Good. I mean, that's. I'm glad you're comparing this to receiving epileptic seizures. <laughs> you know, it was supposed to be I positive, praise, Chris. I it is. <laughs> I would risk everything. Uh, it, came, I, it came back around. I, I think, think it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I don't. I, I have no doubt that it's gonna be visually pleasing movie because it's the same studio and and they did a fantastic job with the first one. I'm just not sure mm-hmm. if I like the direction that they're taking with the story and the characters. It's like I. Hmm. I don't know. It, it felt a little too childish in the trailer, but then again, it's a trailer. Can't really judge the thing. When did you watch the trailer? Out of curiosity, I don't know. Two weeks ago, whenever it came out, the day it came out. It wasn't too. It's been out a lot, a lot longer than that. But okay, just checking. Three weeks then? I don't know. Something like that. Whenever it was. <clears throat> Are Miller and Lord back directing it, Good or question. is it a different person? I didn't really. Uh, catch I didn't that. catch that either. Doop, doop, doop. Uh, I just see. assumed it was, and and after the success, you would think that they would they would literally just go yeah. for it. It just seems weird that it's not mentioned, but maybe that's why it's not mentioned is because it's just it's just them again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. That it's not. I, mentioned. You know, yeah, you know, it's fine. Like I think I I kind of lean on the Chris's side. I mean, there's no there's no reason to doubt them based on what they did, and I came with no expectation. Was blown away by the first one, so I'm going to at least give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on the second one. Until oh, they, I'm watching they ruin, the shit out of it regardless. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, it's nice to... I, I, listen, this is not true. I have no The proof. answer is yes. That's a definite bonus. Um, I was just going to point out that not... I don't think this is the first time it's ever happened, but I just want to point out the fact that Jessica Drew um, is is a historically a white spider woman. Um, and they've cast uh, Issa Rae as, as the voice actress. Oh, my. Voice actor, I guess. So if that's accurate, uh, it was cast a while ago, but if that's accurate, that is, that's, to me, it's the first time a 
black woman has been cast to voice a quote unquote white oh, woman's nice. character. Love it. Now, whether or not they change Jessica Drew's skin mm-hmm. color, I mean, go for it. Who gives a shit? Right? It doesn't really matter to me. Um, but it's just that's just thought that was an interesting thing because that rarely ever happens. Generally, it's white women voicing. Yeah, I, I really characters. don't. It's possible. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't yep. be surprised if they if they change the ethnicity because Spider Verse. <clears throat> Sure. Yeah, and, and it's right? like this is one of those very easy inclusivity and, and mm-hmm. representation wins because there's nothing that says Jessica Drew has to be white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I think it's going to be. Uh, I'm pretty excited for that movie whenever it comes out. Um, moving on to our next topic, have you guys heard of Twitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. I I honestly thought. I just thought your question was going to be, have you ever guys ever heard of white people? I was like, <laughs> spoiler alert, sir. That's not what we're going yet. I'm, I'm trying to build up to this. Topic. <laughs> have you heard of the socialist streamer, Hassan uh, Piker? Picker? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, I have. Yeah. So, essentially, what happened to him is he was going through, he's generally, you know, he just talks. He doesn't really play games and stuff. He just kind of talks and, and about different. You know things politically and stuff, and and he used the the word uh, cracker. Um, <gasps> you have to, to say the c word, sir. He did. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's you next Tuesday. But um, and so it, it got into sort of a bit of a you know there was a conversation with the, his the fans and you know, watching on the channel whether that was offensive or not, uh, hateful and out of line. And he said no. He's been called it. The quote here in the article is that uh, I've been called cracker more times than every single one of you fucking pasty little cracker bitches in my chat. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, but he actually got banned um, from from uh, Twitch uh, because of using the word cracker. Um, and and the, the article goes on to kind of cover a bit about the term cracker dates back at least to Shakespearean times and was historically deployed against poor white or deployed against poor white people and immigrants by other white people. So thanks white people. Way to, way to not just hold the racism for people of other culture and, and skin colors. The caring gun so returned um, on thyself. I also, I always thought that the, the term came from like during the, the slavery period in the U S and that's what the slaves called the white people. Oh, I'm sure they did, but it's nice. I, just, no, I thought I mean, that that's I, when it came from. Not, not um, that it was like around for a lot longer. That's a very good there's question. A, I think there's a there's an article linked through here on NPR uh, called for, From Code Switches. And it talks about the secret history of the word cracker. Mm-hmm. So there's some details in there if you want to get into it. But um, it's quite detailed. And long story short, it's not just um, from from white people on slavery. Yeah. I, I This is so dumb. Like, honestly. <laughs> like... Banning the guy for using the word cracker is like, why, why is that a bad, like, why is, because this is the thing, people don't understand, at least in my, in my mind, the, the reason why some words are not okay, it's because they're used to oppress people, right? Mm-hmm. When hasn't a white person ever been oppressed with the use of the word cracker? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. There's... I don't know. It, it it seems like virtue signaling to me. It's dumb. It's. I can tell you as a white person, mm-hmm. fucking call me cracker. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like it makes no difference to me. Call me honky too. I don't give a shit. I was like, looking up honky as well, and and it, the, yeah. it doesn't seem 
it seems um apparently according to urban dictionary though honky originated in chicago in the 1940s um okay yeah wow. urban dictionary wouldn't lie you no know, oh, yeah paragon the, of the of source of truth chronicled <laughs> chronicled history um <clears throat> honestly I, I i feel like i don't know it feels like a, a bunch of wet blanket wet blanket uh folk just mashing away on their keyboard keyboards yep. trying to do yep. something about nothing um this 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 to me has the same you know connotation almost as like when you say black lives matter and some pasty white idiot says all lives matter oh. it's the same thing for me yeah that's that's the exact energy i'm reading out of this is it's you know it's like yeah all lives matter but how come Mostly black people are dying from <laughs> yeah, yeah. preventable causes. It's, it's like Let's that focus comic. on that one first. It's like that comic, right? Yeah, you're it's like, talking yeah. about it. Yeah. The the house thing is like, oh, yeah. I have to save my house. My house is on fire. Well, I have to save all houses. <laughs> yeah, but your house is not on fire. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah so it's, it's interesting to see Twitch. Twitch has struggled with a lot of problems over the last year in terms of how, how they handle problematic behavior. Um, there's been a lot of, um, I can't remember the exact term, but it's there are people who go into um, uh, BIPOC people's streams yeah. and hate just rating. spam yeah. hate. Yeah, hate rating. Mm. Yeah, they sp- yeah. spam hateful messages and stuff. And and to to right now, as of, as of this recording, and I haven't looked too deeply into it, but they haven't really found a solution to that and really prevented it from happening on the system. But they're able to ban someone for using the word cracker. And it just feels a little bit like they're not focusing on what's truly problematic on their system. Uh, and my dog agrees. So that's, yeah. that's pretty good. Go for that, it, that's, what, that's what really matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, I always see how this one plays out. I mean, he got back onto Twitch about a week, three minutes and 49 seconds after he was banned mm. um, as, as streamer bans the Twitter account, which I didn't know existed until hmm. right now says. So, Hey, so what did we, we learn really learn? Cracker folk. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm talking <laughs> about the web. Yeah. <laughs> White people are the worst. Yeah. Not, but not all white people. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Why would you? Would you no, no. Moving on. That, that sounded Segway. like he was in support of you. But okay. I don't know. I don't trust him. <laughs> no, no trust. I was advocating for myself. Oh. Yeah, see? That's why you shouldn't trust okay. him. <laughs> the plot, the plot uh, thickens. Moving on to the next <laughs> item. Have you guys heard of NFTs? Yeah. Uh, near field transmissions? Is it that that um, that football league for uh, technology? But you know the Ooh, national. I was football scared for technology. a second there, Chris. What? I what was you, so scared. Why for were a you second scared? There. What, what could I possibly have said? With a T? Oh, so many bad things. Like racial things? National football? What? I said uh, technology. You know what? Let's segue into something less risque. What? I. I, I <laughs> Okay. The listeners, you know it's fine. Listeners, Chris. tweet at us. What the obey fuck do you the, think? Obey the segue. I, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but wait, he's not the host. There's still time on the clock. I'm, did you did you segue? I, no. We're Damn. Segway. He segued. Hey. Okay. Have you guys heard of NFT? <laughs> <laughs> oh, a circular segue. I like it. Yeah. It didn't say I was moving okay. on. Yeah, I hate it. Um, I hate it. Great. It feels like it feels feels wrong. It feels cheap. F- Punchable? Punchable? Yes. Punchable, yeah. Yes. Like <laughs> punchable is a good word. Me yeah. being uh being a, being like an artist, um 
like before I before I went into like UX design, I I did I had a, a stretch of my career in graphic design and before that illustration. And when like the, like for those people who are like I don't know even those pe- even people and kids who are just like racking millions apparently off of stuff they're doing, half of me is like good for you, and the other half is these motherfuckers have no training, and like other people are just I don't know rate like I don't know attacking the gross the 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 digital art grocery store because it's hot i don't understand it but at the same time like people i know said you should also put throw some of your art into into, like nfts and for me it feels like i would be cheapening it in a way but that's just me well chris lucky for you (laughs) uh there are some people that are happy to cheapen their art (laughs) for a quick buck um most notably our friends at ubisoft (gasps) have have published uh really have managed to actually i think they put out their the first their first or the first sort of um initiative and it's called quartz like the yeah quartz like, can't be called diamond because it's cheap oh it's quartz cheap. i thought you're like okay quartz, quartz got you cool <clears throat> yeah I, my enunciation is poor on this one quartz I got you. Uh, maybe that's better um and it's going to allow them to you know take money from people for buying in-game weapons, vehicles, cosmetics. Um, you know, uh, let's before we get into that, uh, we have a couple other people, uh, companies making news for the same mm-hmm. thing. The company behind Stalker, the Stalker game series, specifically um, <clears throat> in Stalker 2, they canceled plans to include NFTs mm-hmm. in Stalker mm-hmm. 2 after uh, blowback from, from their uh, audience. Uh, that is GSC Game Worlds. Is the company that produces it or publishes it? Um, they try to defend it, and then they quickly walked it back, like all good politicians do. <laughs> um, stand up for five seconds, and then immediately give up. And of course, listen, one more company is in in on this game, and uh, that is uh, Square Enix, and they are very horny for it. Apparently, mm, yeah. um, why why they are horny for it? I don't I don't know. Because, um, so I tell you why because they like <clears throat> the executives in these companies. All they care about is the bucks. And right now, like like Chris said, like this is the hot new thing that people think they can rake in, you know, easy millions. And the they don't care whether it's going to be good for anything else other than making money. That's my only explanation for this that's my fear too because like and, go ahead, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. no i was just gonna say to me this is dot net bubble dot 2.0 mm. like it's dot com not dot net sorry dot com bubble dot <laughs> <laughs> net is it you know see how my, nice ha- my head is stuck at work this one. Mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah dot, the dot com bubble again all over again people like investing their life savings and like you know, making moves with money they cannot afford to make move with, just shoving this thing into this NFT bullshit, and then it's going to crash and it's going to be bad. So I disagree with you on the premise that the logic behind dot-coms was sound in the sense <laughs> that it was a way for people yeah. to advertise and sell things online, just no one could figure out how to monetize it. But <clears throat> the way we're using NFTs now in terms of reflecting artwork reflecting digital art really it's just artwork is the biggest thing we've seen digital artwork yeah. you know we've seen uh nba top shots uh you know those are just video clips in the form of cards of of 
plays in the NBA. And listen, I bought a couple because I wanted to see what it was about. And it's like you get like a, you know, if it's like a common, we'll call it, you know, there's like one of 30,000 versions of the card in the world. And and the challenge that I can't wrap my head around, and this is why I think NFTs and games are problematic, is what's what's the applied value of all these things only exists based on someone else's want of this thing you're selling. And <clears throat> the problem is going to be how do we guarantee the continued want and, and value of the thing, right? Because the value isn't what you paid for. It. The value is really what someone else will pay for it. And so like the Mona Lisa, for example, its value is that it's historical and it's a one-on-one artifact, more or less. Um, and when you talk about NFTs, like they're kind of one-on-one, but, but what you get, I can also get mm-hmm. by just saving a picture of it, Yeah. right? It's- and I basically get all the value you get. Mm-hmm. It's worse <laughs> than that because you're right. And beyond that, so what did you get when you bought a Top Shot, a hyperlink to it? Well, I, yeah. And and it's like, oh, this is your version of this thing. What mm-hmm. happens if they decide to kill that server where where the thing is stored? Where, where well, does your thing go? Um, so the thing with that is um, it dies. It's gone. Obviously, it's gone, <laughs> right? Oh. It's fucked. Yeah. And, and so maybe maybe there's a way for me to download it to my computer. I have no idea. I didn't investigate it. I really didn't spend that much time or money, energy investing into it mm-hmm. further just because I don't I can't pinpoint the value. If you download it, mm-hmm. you're downloading the content, mm-hmm. right? But you're not downloading whatever it is that guarantees the uniqueness of it. Because the uniqueness of it de- depends on whatever you know blockchain system it's stored in. Sure. Right. So then it's like it's 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 like they're saying oh nft guarantees the ownership and uniqueness of this thing but it really doesn't mm. well that is one of the interesting things and i won't spend too much time talking out of it because some of us are super geeks and go way too far into it but you're, you're right the nft about. i got one more th- i got one thing to say that's, that's okay well okay you go ahead and i'll finish oh my sorry point. then finish your point it's cool oh, okay so what i was saying is that <clears throat> much to what luciano was saying is with the nfts the the value it's not you think of the artwork piece of artwork again there's evidence that the mona lisa is one of one and everybody uses the same sort of tag cataloging system in the art world to say this is these things have value but with nfts the cataloging system is whoever stands up a cataloging system there's no centralized cataloging registry so if your registry goes down if someone loses it if it's lost deleted or otherwise then then who's to say your NFT version even matters? And, and I think that's a, a piece of it that people aren't reticently thinking about. It's it's the idea that I can buy my NFT and I own this Top Shot card and it's this, this company is going to run the server and it's going to be there forever. I mean, 20 years from now, they're going to still be in that business? Mm-hmm. 30 years from now. Yeah. I, it's, it's very... It's, it's, I think there's value in NFTs. I just don't think it's in in creating uniqueness out of something you can't guarantee uniqueness. I, I would go further than that, but go ahead, Chris. <clears throat> I hear I hear a lot about what you're saying and it's really interesting. For me, I think that the problem, for at least for me with NFTs, is the environment and the context. And so yep. if it's video games we're talking about, okay, yep. well that's huge. That's real that's a really difficult chasm for me to to cross because I mean, unless 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 you, as the the, the the player, are hard are, are hardcore in a 
in let's say an environment let's like like a sandbox like Fortnite or other you know MMORPGs that have a, a large enough community for you to hold up your shiny NFT. Well, what one that's 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 one sort of piece of the puzzle. Two, what does that NFT do? Is it is it a yeah. piece of artwork? Is it gear? Is it is it is it is it a stat boost that's like infinite? Like, what is the purpose of the thing? And that's just in games. But then when we think about the metaverse, okay, well, that sort of makes more sense to me because a bunch of us will will inhabit those spaces. And whether it's in your, you know, your digital house or it's like, you know, I don't know, an NFT pair of Jordans that are limited edition that like your your avatar, whoever will 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 have, and it's limited. I can get that because there's more of an emotional connection, and the function is more tied to it. But I don't understand it in its current iter- in this current iteration from from some of these game companies. So we'll have to see. Maybe it's just too in, it's in its infancy, and they even maybe some of them haven't figured it out. You know. So so the last thing I want to say about this, and we can move on if you want, Matt. But to me, NFT. NFT, like as a concept, is trying to do something that can be done, which is guarantee uniqueness in a purely digital realm. That's like, there's no way you can deliver that. And and people are spending droves of money on something that doesn't do what it needs to do or what it says it does. And I like, this bubble is going to burst and it's going to be bad. Yeah, I, I think we need to just be clear here. NFTs is a method by which you can um, sort of prove uniqueness, right? Or ownership yeah. of a unique yeah. item. The technology behind NFTs saying that this person, this is the chain of ownership, I think is valuable, but you need to apply to somewhere else where a chain of ownership is important. Maybe it's a contract or a license or a sort of deed to a house or something like that. There may be some more validity for something like that. But in terms of saying this piece of art is one of one, it fails because it's yeah, okay, that piece of art's one-on-one, but if everyone else can get a copy of it and enjoy the same value you're getting out of it, where's the unique value? It, you're, okay, yeah, why is the value in having the, yeah. the unique one? How yeah. is it unique? Because you paid three Ethereum for it and now you're poor? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, hmm. um, I, I think we're on the same uh, side on this topic. I, I, you know, that was that was pretty heavy. Uh, I think let's do a little palate cleanser. Have you guys heard of farting? <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do believe I do believe so. Pray pray yeah. tell. Pray. Have you heard of the sound or the the the, the cause? Uh, I heard the I heard the sound just like two minutes ago. I am fam- I am intimately familiar <laughs> Shots. Shots fire. with I am intimately familiar with farts. Okay, so um Stephanie Matto, who right. is only claim to fame was on um wait fuck her. Um her claim to fame was she was a, a, a participant on 90 Day Fiance at some point. I have no context. I know the show. Yeah, I'm not going to explain yeah. it. My wife watches oh. it. It's not important here. What important is, is after she was on the show, um, she has gone through a series of, uh, let's call them entrepreneurial adventures <laughs> to earn Endeavors. money. Endeavors? Uh, <laughs> Excursions? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's very close to excretions. Oh, and, you know. Yeah, now you're 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 burying the lead here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aww. listen. So, so the story comes up because Stephanie was uh, had an unusual business where she was farting into jars, <laughs> and stay with me here, folks. Selling them for yep. what appears to be one thousand U.S. dollars. 
That's some good money. She sold about 260 of them, I believe. Maybe 200 of them, sorry, about $200,000 worth. Um, and, and the reason why this made the news is, isn't just because people are buying someone's farts for $1,000, wow. but um, she was overdoing it. Um, <laughs> and to the point where she was eating a very aggressive diet. Uh, I Basically just eating burritos every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. She had so many and she farted so much that she went to the hospital with a fucking stroke. Was it a stroke? Talk about shitting the bed. Yes. No, it, she thought it was a stroke. It was a heart attack. Oh, my God. Oh, my bad. Sorry. That's, yeah, we, heart and stroke. Let's get it right. Heart attack, not a stroke. Sorry. Yeah. Heart and stroke foundation. Sorry. My bad on that yeah. one. We care. Oh God, that's that's something else. So that's that's something that happened. Um, I think for me, good for her for for you know. She's got good for you. Get your get your you money. Know, she can pay the medical bills honestly, now. Pe- people buying those. At least you're getting something. I know what you're getting. You get a jar of someone's farts. Yep. That is better than an NFT. Yep. So kudos to you. She fully sirs and madame fully tapped into that niche market you guys have have you ever heard of like the like the the myth i don't know if it's well apparently it's real the myths of like um worn panties and undergarments and stuff shipped those are not well, myths at all. Well, i th- i used to think that until a few years ago when a friend of mine was like no it's real da, 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 and she told stories and i was like whoa so, well so belle delphine yeah. was selling bath water right oh, wow. her bath water yeah. At least that's a, re- a renewable resource that won't give <laughs> you a, sh- a stroke or a heart attack. Wow. Yeah, like, but yeah, um, just to, just like white people have fucked up the, the world, um, dudes are creepy. Yeah, like mm. I don't like. There's so much that is like the the what the fuck quota or having an aneurysm of this thing is insane. Like everything about that headline is like you know a, oh. Here's a woman who used to sell 50 jars a week with her farts mm-hmm. by $1,000 each, ended up in the hospital because she was farting. She was eating badly so she could fart more. Like, it's this is this is one for the ages, honestly. Like, but I don't understand. But, like, one, two, two of my biggest questions. One, who's the, why didn't she get help? Why didn't she just get more asses in the seats, so to speak? And... Like who's who's to say that it's like? Are you wait? Check are you suggesting suggest. that she counterfeit her own, fa- sir? That will I don't not know this end. woman. I don't know this woman. She for a thousand dollars a jar. I want the original, original, unadulterated. You'd never know, <laughs> wouldn't I? What if I'm a repeat customer? Yeah. What if she? But yo, the human body is a wonderland. How are you supposed to know how a bur- <laughs> how how a burrito, the same burrito from Chipotle, was digested and excreted this week versus next week? So many factors. Hey, Chris, Chris, if I'm buying jarred farts, I can I tell. know, I know, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> so you think she's got like a Zen desk for for disgruntled fart customers? Yes. Yo. So exactly. then, my second Dude. question, real quick. My second question then is, what I, what is her infrastructure like? Like, I, I in the photo when I clicked on like I clicked on it, it like it looks almost artisanal. That cork looks legit. Does she take like the regular glass or like does she have a system? That's all I was asking. Wow, dude. First of all, you know now that 
you know, by reading this, you know that there's somewhere out there a fart sommelier. First of all, <laughs> definitely. It's like, oh, the bouquet is amazing. <laughs> we are, like, you know. Yeah. Second of all, yeah, dude, I bet you she has some like custom made funnel that she sticks, you know, oh, around the, the cheeks. Yes. Yes. And and then she farted into the the thing, and like there's like a period of time that you can cork it to maximize fart molecules inside there. Man, I would not be one of their I would not be one I would not want to be there during phase one of her of her setup. She's <laughs> like, oh push too hard. Oh, it got a little hot. Oh, and then oh, this, can you imagine? this one's gonna be more expensive because now there's there's matter. Correct. <laughs> and then like can you be can you imagine that creepy sommelier on the other end? He's like, oh work of art. I don't know. Should I open it? D- dare I? Should I? No, this is like I collecting shall. mint action figures where you don't open it. Exactly. Just collect it. <laughs> okay. okay, so I oh, God. I missed this the first time I read it because it's below a bunch of advertisements. But I think the way to end this uh, news article, <laughs> Dollar Cleanser. Uh, I just I just want to let you know that she retired from the Jared Fart no. business. So mm-hmm. those are collector's items. But don't worry if you still want to get down on this. Um, the article states her clients will no longer be able to own the physical jar of Stephanie's gas, no. but they will be able to purchase no. them as digital artworks on the blockchain. No, Are you serious? On. Are you serious? <laughs> that's that's what can the article some, says. Can someone sh- stop the world? I want to get out. Like, seriously. Yo, she don't change the game, cha- son. No. Bezos can learn so much. Oh, my God. I mean, he's so already a, an asshole, thing. so... Farting is but the next there's thing. she unlocked she unlocked the X tier, my friend. Bro, imagine imagine like in a normal conversation where you say, Oh, you know, the latest NFT I bought was from the picture of a jar of farts. Like <laughs> Honestly, why is that any less valuable than anything else that's being sold as an NFT? Oh, it's it's not. There you go. But but like, I don't know. Imagine going go. back. Okay, I'm gonna say. Imagine going back in uh, to the past, okay. not a hundred years, ten okay. years, and then te- trying to tell this to anybody <laughs> ten years ago. It's like, oh, you know, someone bought a picture, like the, the NFT certificate of authenticity mm-hmm. of a picture of a jar of farts, and and paid three hundred thousand dollars for mm-hmm. it. People would laugh you out of existence. They would throw you into I mean, the insane asylum and throw away the key. To be fair, she's probably only gonna sell them for a, a thousand. You don't know. This is an open market, my she friend. She must. She's some kind of savant because she both broke the mold and then abandoned it. All she needs to do, she needed to do, like if she still wanted to keep raking that money, is to generate a fart farm. That was the dramatic pause. Pause. So is this? We're going to the Matrix with yeah. this. You know, we're moving on. I don't even. I'm sorry. That was my fault. It's not your fault. We're segueing. It's not. This is a safe space. Next, we'll be the next topic. Um, this is actually a genuine. Have you heard of? Have you guys heard of the Asmodee group? My first time hearing about it. A S M O D E E. Too easy at the end. I was not aware of them either. But there's this article on Polygon that talks about this group that is for sale, and it turns out they are one of the biggest publisher publishers and distributors of board games in the world, Um, and they're up for sale at the low low price of uh 3.1 billion dollars excuse um, me what how 
billion with a, a B? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. What do they own? Now I want to see this. Well, yeah. So what do they own? Great question. Um, they bought companies that include Z-Man Games, who makes Pandemic, uh, Fancy Oof. Flight Games, which is Descent Legends of the Dark, Days of Wonder, who makes Ticket to Ride, and Catan Studio, which Settlers. Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. So kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. So Embracer, who's buying them apparently, uh, Embracer Group. So Asmodee Group is being bought by Embracer Group. I'm sure there's no joke in there. I just don't have the time to bother. Um, <laughs> Embrace it. Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> You're a monster. You're a monster. Um, they have, <clears throat> excuse me, Embracer Group has a bunch of uh, existing studios for video games. THQ Nordic, which makes... Well, this article says it claims Darksiders is the biggest game. Deep Silver, which is Saints Row. Coffee Stain, which is Valheim. And uh, Saber Interactive, which is making Space Marine 2. <clears throat> well, and actually Gearbox. Gearbox. Yeah. yeah. So so two big deals in separate spaces becoming one bigger deal that still no one will know about. It feels like these companies are like shadow puppet councils. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is, this is one of those companies. where it's like, a huge deal to like the 17 people in the world that know about it. And all of us are like, who? <laughs> yeah. Where did you come from? Yeah. Cause like it, the thing to me is like, like you, 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 this company owns, you know, the, sorry, uh, Embracer owns uh, Gearbox and, and, but they get the money from Gearbox, but they can <laughs> get the distance from uh, Randy Pitchford being a complete sociopath. Whoa. Yeah. Chess moves. Chess moves. Oh yeah, that's. I, I would say that that's that's the the business model of a lot of like. This is obviously not as well executed as as what whatever Embracer did. But like, why do you think Facebook changed their name? Right. Mm. Like, oh, let's get away from all that shit. We're just Meta. We're not Facebook. Facebook is just the product. That wasn't Fuck me. You. That was my evil twin brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> my human brother mitch i mean yeah. brother mitch <laughs> <laughs> separated at birth he, he he kidnapped me and blah blah anyways yeah 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 just Th just know that um that's crazy rich the rich are getting richer dun 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 and yeah. and you're probably not unless you're the rich yeah the lesson the real lesson is to invest in nfts from asmodi no shut up Shut up. <laughs> I, th I thought you were going to say to invest in an NFTs from Stephanie Mato. Well, that too. I mean, maybe. Like, look on <laughs> Dark Webbit. Dark Webbit. Well, you still can, folks. Oh, gross. Dark Webbit? Gross. Yes. Gross. <laughs> so, listen, we're going to move on. Have yes, you guys please. heard of, uh, how should I start this? Dumbledore? Yeah. Yes. Is, is he so, okay? Is that wizard from uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Fuck you. Dumbledore, is Dumbledore the okay? Dumbledore the flamboyant. Um, Dumbledore and the amazing Technicolor <laughs> wizard wand. <laughs> are, are we done? Yeah. Just getting started. Fuck. So, no, all you listeners out there, this is not anything to do with the 20th anniversary episode uh, covering the movies that were made and all of uh, the Harry Potter universe. We're talking about the much more important and impressive series, 
Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of or Secrets, multiple secrets of a Dumbledore. Yeah. Uh, a trailer was a trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. The movie's coming in April, in April fifteenth, which honestly I had no idea this was happening. Yeah. Um, that seems really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that Jude Law? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You haven't watched great. You haven't watched any of the Fantastic Beasts movies, have you? No, on purpose. I have. Well, no. now now it's that's a, now probably it's, a good plan. Now it's now it, they they vindicated. It's full Jude Law as Dumbledore. Look, dude's looking like All a right. snack. Dumbledore snacks. So, so here's the thing they did right with these movies. Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's about all I got. I, you know, I like Eddie Redmayne. I just I think the, sto- the, the story, is okay. the story is up to up to the, this movie, The Secrets of Dumbledore, and what we see in this trailer. The story is fucking stupid. <laughs> I, it's so dumb. And I have to, I spoilers if you haven't watched the first two movies, that was a choice you made. So whatever. Like they go to the point where uh, it turns out that Nagini, the snake that uh Voldemort has that is one of the horcruxes was actually a human being at one point and she has some curse that she eventually transforms from a human into a snake. What the, what, that happened in so the first I saw the first one. Or was there a sequel? That was in the I second one. I missed the second yeah, one. Okay, thank behind. goodness. For a second yeah. I was like, See, what yeah. the fuck? This, Anyways, go on. This is why I haven't watched the first one was kind of fun. Because my head canon is much better than that. <laughs> it's it is the classic trope of when you do a prequel you get trapped up in the idea of making everything that happened in the movies have a history right it's the solo yeah of han solo solo wasn't a bad movie but they tried too hard to make everything important for han solo and that's the same um, thing that ha- has happened in these movies um solo was a bad movie it was just made worse by what you said I I both agree with you, but fifty points to Slytherin. <laughs> well played. Well, like, what did you guys think about this trailer? Are you going to watch this movie? I am. I actually care about it now. Like the second one was like a, eh, like, it was so passable for me. But now I give enough of a shit for me to actually want to see what they're going to do. I want to see what they've stitched together for this one. Um, I agree that like the story didn't really feel like it had enough weight because after the first one, I didn't know if they were going to continue. I had no idea whatsoever. But now, now that Grindelwald's uh, recast with Mads Mikkelsen, uh, if I pronounce yeah, it, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Um, I care about that. I like that, and yeah, um, and Jude Law. So it's it, I feel like it's going to be another head to head at some point. But then again, Ezra Miller has like the creepy, the creepy. Um, Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Ezra Miller in this series is essentially Crispin Glover from from Charlie's Angels with, with magic. I'm here for that. Yeah. So now I'm I'm, I'm I was, into that. So that was a deep okay, deep so cut. Now I have. It was I have, a super deep cut. I, have, I got my arm cut off with how deep that cut was. <laughs> Ginzu knife. I I now have very mixed feelings about this. So first of all, I haven't watched the trailer. I will. What? But. I haven't. Why are you even on this show? <laughs> I don't. I don't give a shit about Fantastic Beasts. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna comment on it anyways. This is this is yeah. Go wrong. You press play and so put it on mute. Like... Press play and put it on mute, and then like go in. <laughs> you yeah, guys just comment like... as as you watch it. You, you guys, no, I'm not. Live reaction. Now, like, you got. You guys were like, um, you know, Jude Law is probably the best thing that came out of of Fantastic Beasts, 
which is a a good endorsement of it. But then you said the words Ezra Miller Yo. and creepy yes. in the same sentence, yes. and I'm like, I can't see. Yes, you can. Him being creepy. Oh my god, he does a great job. He's You're really missing good. out. You and like okay, and to give him credit. The first time I ever saw Ezra Miller, it was in a really disturbing movie called We Need to Talk About Kevin. Ezra Miller has got more creep muscle than you than you give him credit for. It was a really good movie. Um, I yeah. would believe you. Tilda Swinton. because oh, he out-creeped Tilda Swinton? Yep. She was she played that oh, she played wow. she played his mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, all right. Yes. I, I don't have I don't have the mental stamina to deal with that statement right now. I rest my um, case. <laughs> I was gonna say is I, you know, the first time I ever saw Crispin Glover was as uh, Marty McFly's dad, obviously. But then watching American Gods and seeing him as Loki, and it's like, fucking hell, that guy is creepy as fuck. And I would not have given them cre- that credit. So I will believe you that Ezra Miller can pull off creepy. Believe. So I'll, um, I'll, I don't know. I'll watch the trailer and I'll see. Maybe I'll watch the movie when it comes into one of the streaming. First, things. turn it on and mute it as we continue. And then comment by yeah. sprinkling your commentary. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Well, well, we're we're past it now, if I'm honest. Um, the one thing I'll say is I really appreciate um, the recasting of... Uh, Johnny Depp to Mads Mikkelsen. I think mm-hmm. it, Johnny Depp's problems aside and the reasons why he was recast makes sense. But aside from that, Johnny Depp is not a great actor. He He's very he's limited. good, but he's limited. And I think Mads Mikkelsen is a much better actor mm-hmm. for this role. And I think he's going to bring real gravitas to... Because we're basically culminating the story of of how Dumbledore and Grindelwald like were into each other and they fought and how he got imprisoned. That that is in the Harry Potter stories. And I think Matt Mickelson and Jude Law on screen doing that, like that is gonna be Epic. like oozing sexual tension True. and and just like the power of those two the gravitas of both actors. Like if it was Jude, Jude Law versus Johnny Depp, Jude Law would crush Johnny True. Depp. But I think Mads Mikkelsen can stand up to that. Definitely. And so that's, I'm really excited to see how that plays Those out. dudes have cojones and Johnny, yeah. yeah, good actor. It just wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a fair fight. It wouldn't be a, a worthy enough matchup. No. Um, and listeners, uh, you can't see this. Luciano's oh watching the trailer and it's like he has smelled one of that woman's. No, it looks like Luciano. <laughs> no, Luciano has started a side hustle. He is, he is, he's, gearing up his own fart <laughs> I'm business. the one selling farts now. <laughs> He's like, eh, I could buy, I could buy myself four PS5s and recoup that with my fart money. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to finish watching this now. I want to watch it later again, but like, I'm not feeling, like, okay, so what, it was funny because as you were talking about Mads Mikkelsen and, and Jude Law, they were showing, and Mads Mikkelsen was like doing his villain shtick, which is very good mm-hmm. at um that like that dynamic between the two of them from what i saw in the trailer that dynamic is gonna do a, a lot of heavy lifting if this thing is gonna be good um it, if if the characters are well written it might be fun to watch just just to see them have fun like just spoiler alert they won't be <laughs> <laughs> probably 
Yeah. Extra, I don't know. Mm-hmm. This this is weird. Extra spoiler alert. A muggle gets in gets a magic wand. Uh, okay, so what they do? Pick their teeth. Extra spoiler alert. Yeah. Um Ezra Miller's character is Dumbledore's long lost brother. His name in the movie is Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> what I said was true. What Chris said might not be true. Moving on. We're we're gonna use that sweet metaverse reference with uh Mitch and Mark to segue into our next topic. Y'all heard about Disney? Yes, sir. A tiny, tiny company is just struggling along. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they'll get there. One day. Yeah, one day. So Disney wants to create its own metaverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So they are going to, um, I guess, connect their physical and digital worlds uh, to into one big thing. So when I read this article, the feeling I get is... Um, like Smash Brothers. In what way? Basically. Smash Brothers. What do you mean? Well, like Smash Brothers brings in not just characters from Nintendo, but they've pulled in other licensed IP characters. And they all exist in the Smash Brothers universe. And that's what this feels like, is they're just going to say that in the metaverse, Star Wars and Marvel exist together and are connected. I think you, you mean Kingdom Hearts. Hey! Listen, they've already done it. <laughs> Same sort of deal, yeah, what right? They were doing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it looks like they're doing some VR work with this. Um, so they've created um, animation tools that let them create stuff in VR. Um, they're already sort of working on stuff um, to to harness this. There are a couple things they're doing. Ta- Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge uh, and Vader Immortal uh, were both made for the Oculus Quest. Um, and anyways, during a, a, a corporate call, uh, Bob Chapek, the CEO of Disney, was talking about they have this long track record of being an early adopter, blah, 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 and they're going to do a bunch of shit. I'm more concerned about the names that they're giving to the, their AR tool stuff. There's a motion stick. There's a force jacket, I, which sounds very close to like a straight jacket. But yo, <laughs> I, think a, I think a straight jacket is a force jacket. Yeah. Jacket, like, okay. <laughs> Meta, Disney metaverse aside, have any of you seen those um, those sound vests? Um, Sorry, I just no. want to check in here. You're you're throwing aside the news article we're talking about to talk about your own. No, thing? no, no. It's related. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. My, Bring it back I, then. I have not heard about that. That's. I'm so sorry. I wasn't trying to derail. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> it's not that far off because I, I've seen ads for um, vests that have uh, uh, vibrators that that sync with music explosions etc cetera, etc cetera. and apparently it's supposed to be it, like based on the videos and like some of the demos it's supposed to be really immersive so having seen some of those demos i don't feel like it's that far so if you were to throw on some sort of i don't know some sort of gear and then go into like i don't i don't know like the possibilities seem pretty pretty endless but then again who's to yeah, say like I, what if it's what if it's too much you know let me let me just add a word or two words that were missing in what Go you said. It. The possibilities for porn are endless. <laughs> Disney porn? I'm I'm still on topic. No. Oh, just this. Oh, oh, this is. <laughs> I don't think you're on topic anymore. Yeah, 
No, I was just reading about the forest jacket that I mentioned that they're going to use as part of this thing. Mm-hmm. And it has like the ter- they just throw these terms around pneumatically actuated vibrator and then Jesus. they have a motion stick. <laughs> Come on. Like how long is a, is a, a person supposed to go without making a lewd remark? <laughs> as long as you can, yeah. my friend. Yeah, that's not very long. There's a virtual isn't a motion skin stick, thing. Isn't sorry, isn't a motion stick just the the dildos that PlayStation had <laughs> when I they guess. had their their uh mo- PlayStation had like they're like sticks with little light bulbs. Oh those, the dick sticks. Like their Yeah, yeah, for their Oh um, the ice cream. The lighting <laughs> ice cream, yeah. Oh, oh you're being so nice of it. Yeah. But like when they were doing their like what the hell was it called? The I don't remember um, what it was called, but I could, I know which one you mean. The Connect competitor. Connect had one? Like Anyways. Xbox had one? Two? No, no. Well, Microsoft had the Connect, right. and the Connect like watched you and you could see your hand <laughs> yes, motions. But Sony's technology wasn't as good, so you needed to hold uh, dicks with lights <laughs> on them to so they could follow you. Anyways, that's what the, that's what the motion stick sounds like to me. Yeah. Oh man. Um overall, I'm curious like I want to be positive about the metaverse, but part of the thing about the metaverse is is that PlayStation movement. Oh, thank you. Wonder why I forgot it. Um, <laughs> I want to be I want to be positive about metaverses, but the problem is is that in order to have a truly existing metaverse, everybody has to be equally connected to the metaverse. There can't be any barriers to entry or like you know ability to to, to control that sort of entry point by different companies or keep yeah. you know Disney's Disney's metaverse. If Disney's metaverse isn't going to connect to Facebook's metaverse, then it's not a metaverse. It's just yeah. your own pocket of things. Yeah, it's a, it's a at least from what you know. Say what you will about what's his name, uh, Marcus Zuckerberg, whatever. Mitch. Um, Mitchell, uh, Matt, Matt Zuckerberg. That's his name. Yeah. Fuck uh, you. <laughs> oh, he said Matt. Do not do not drag oh, my Max, name into Max. it. Yeah, that's better. Now, at least the way that he was explaining it felt like he had a concept, sort of sound in his mind, as you know, robots do normally. But like this, it, it's like. You can't have your own metaverse. This is like having your own internet. You, like it doesn't make <laughs> yeah. any sense. But hmm. like, maybe in five. Yeah, we're gonna it make has an... to be everything together. Otherwise, it's not a, verse? a metaverse. Yeah, we're gonna. It's like saying we. I have the internet, but all it is was a BBS. <laughs> like like yeah. a, a bulletin board I signed into specifically. That's that's the yeah. deepest of old cuts for people. So we're going to move on from my nonsense. I feel like <laughs> no, but it's it's you're right. Yeah. Too, so I agree yeah. with that. With and I'm going to yes and it. <clears throat> I agree that they that they're that the verses should be interconnected. Uh, it, it's also like a tech like a tech race too, right? So, but at the same time, it, it's like who's going to pull it off? the best the fastest sure but that's that's the thing you can't it's not about pulling it off on your own mm-hmm. it's about who like this is like a a like a unique or like a global thing that you can yeah. maybe have more or less control over but you can't have your own yeah because it doesn't make any sense right but okay. what you want to see is something like ready player one where you have oasis mm-hmm. and something similar to that like you can have companies having you know ownership or control or influence or whatever you want Continents, to call it over a part right, of right, it parts different parts right but it, like it's not like oh this is my oasis well fuck you with your oasis. who gives a shit it right? sounds like you're describing how the internet works well yeah but I mean, this is supposed to be internet <laughs> 3.0 you know 
So it's like, yeah. but like the, the yeah. So nobody can own it. Disney cannot have its own metaverse. It can add to the existing metaverse the, their own shit, yes. and then you have to buy or pay them or NFT with them, whatever, to be able to get into it. But it's not; they can't have it like its own closed system. Is what I, I hear you. And, I, and so for me, the problem is the language, not you. But I think it's the language on the overall landscape. When I read these articles, it sounds like every company is trying to build their own to stand on top, like yeah. king of the hill. But fuck that, because yeah. I agree with you, like further together, but they all want to make their money, period, period. But then my second thought, my second thought is like similar to how how we have theme parks, amusement parks. You go to Wonderland, Six Flags, wherever. If Disney... If Disney's looking to to pioneer what the theme park experience would be like using using metaverse technology, I guess in a way th- that's fine. That makes sense, yeah. and I guess in a, my assumption is that they're going to try to make it so make it accessible so people can tap into it from home because of pandemic reasons and future reasons. Yeah. Why can't we bring the Disney experience everywhere? And it, and and in that sense, that sounds pretty cool. The question is, yes, how. How and how how soon, how legit, how valuable will that experience be? I don't know. And how connected will it be to the actual metaverse? Because right. otherwise, like you can't. This is. It's almost like you, you. You're right. It's a language problem, and they're using it wrong. This is almost like saying, you know, I I'm going to open a theme park in the world that exists versus I'm going to create my own world and it's going to be just an amusement park. I've got it. And it's Go like, what, you know, uh, I can, I can, I can add on to it with two things. It's the digital twin aspect. I think that's what they're going to do. Um, if uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with it, but essentially it is what it is. They will, they may very well just try to build a copy of Disneyland into the metaverse and then hopefully if it syncs up right but that's not a metaverse that's part of the metaverse. i'm not i'm not trying to correct you i'm just saying they would i think they may try to build yeah, a twin yeah, yeah. that people would access somehow that's yeah. fine that's my guess yeah I, I think the reality on this one is the word metaverse is people are making it be whatever they want it to be and <laughs> yes. and a true metaverse is one universe where they exist but everyone's using it as my metaverse and that's that's where the concept will fail if it actually is a my Disney metaverse and my meta metaverse. Fuck you, Facebook, for making me say that. <laughs> and you can have multiple metaverses then, which is then a meta metaverse where meta can be in. I hope that doesn't happen because then what would it like? I'm going to MMM. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to M3. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Three M's no, already no. taken, so don't. Oh, I, I can't. I can't <laughs> wait for me, for Meta to fuck that up. And like, we've decided to brand it Three M. Look at our logo, and their logo is like a bare face rip off of Three M. And Three M's like, yeah. fuck you. Just blue. It's just blue instead of red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. In other news, Meta has been sued, uh, and 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 is forced to pay a billion dollars to the Scotch company owners of Three M. I can't wait for that. I'm I'm excited for our future overlords, the Scotch Company. So, moving on. Have you guys ever danced with the devil in the pale moon, moonlight? No, that sounds like I did not give consent. I did. I did. Okay. Yeah, how, it how was, was it? not consensual? Hmm. Okay, well there you go, Chris. You were correct. <laughs> <laughs> 
so we, you guys, I think it's well known that Michael Keaton's coming back to to play Batman. Um, he is going to show up in the Flash mm-hmm. movie as as Batman. The Flash movie is is pretty well known that it's going to cover Flashpoint uh, to some large degree, mm-hmm. if not all of it. And so, um, interesting article came out uh, in Gizmodo and talks about why Michael Keaton didn't continue playing the Batman when Joel Schumacher uh, took over. And and he wanted to, apparently. But the, one of the reasons why he didn't take over, or he didn't continue, is that Joel Schumacher basically said, which I think is hilarious, he said, I don't understand why everything has to be so dark and everything's so sad. <laughs> you have to... Okay, I'm not going to make you do this, but please, in your minds, listeners, you have to read this, if you know, with Joel Schumacher's voice, because it just makes it a thousand times better. Yeah. It's like the most flamboyant person in the in the history of space and time. And so, anyway, so Michael Keaton, you should do that, by the way. But Michael Keaton goes on and says, like, he just he missed the entire point of Batman, right? The entire point of Batman for Michael Keaton was like he has a secret and he never talks about it. And and Michael Keaton took the took the role as like, why why would Bruce Wayne? What kind of person becomes Batman? Like, and and I think. You know, uh, Luciano, you've talked about the past about what makes the best Batman for you is how someone plays Bruce Wayne. And, and well, um, Keaton's portrayal of a rich person as Bat- uh, Batman wasn't necessarily top notch. Understanding <laughs> where he was coming from yeah, really makes me excited about him coming back uh, to the Flash and Batgirl, I mm-hmm. think, is, is the title they're using for the movie. Because I think that if that's the way he's playing it, it'll be really interesting to see how he... He presents that on screen. Yeah, I, it, reading this article, it made, makes me wonder why his portrayal. Because you're right, I don't, I don't think his portrayal of Bruce Wayne was necessarily the best. It was not the best one, and I know a lot of it was Tim Burton's direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes me wonder why it was such a subdued thing. You know, the the let's call it what it is: the insane psychopathy that that belies being batman and being bruce wayne mm-hmm. based on his story it was very subdued like you could tell he was trying to brood but he couldn't really brood properly mm-hmm. he was a good batman mm-hmm. right um at least i found him a good batman even though he couldn't turn his neck yeah i mean maybe he <laughs> maybe he should have uh watched um cat videos and read about kurt cobain oh. to, to know how to brood oh, properly like like, like robert, robert patterson. patterson yeah yeah, but he yeah, would need yeah. time travel that's, for that, and that, that just wasn't his method at the time. Michael Keaton. That's true. Kirk Cobain was alive at his. I was wondering about that too. He he was not even famous at the time. Yeah, because Batman, Batman, the first Batman came out in '89, right? I think so. Right. He was just like a year or two from then. That's when you know Nirvana would blow up. But yeah, I think Keaton's I, uh, Keaton's Bruce was pretty human for me, and I, I, up until that point. Like he was the first to break to break you know the seal on this character for for a lot of us. Yeah. I'm not saying he's the best, but uh, I think it made it made his his approach relatable. So I agree with you, Matt. It'll be interesting to see what his aged up uh, Bruce slash Batman will how how that one will behave in 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 relation to the other characters. Um, and and you know what. Based on on that position, I know I have more respect for him as as a former Batman act, former and re, like returning Batman actor. It gives me like I give him tons of points for that, and it reaffirms yeah, for sure how that like it reaffirms the devastation to the franchise that the Schumacher movies 
have 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 wreaked upon yeah so that's that's one of the like because he went you know with Val Kilmer and it's not Val Kilmer it's not his fault actually think he did actually a pretty good job as I would agree sorry is it it George Clooney's fault no also also not but like that's what I was gonna say like he did the Val Kilmer movie and he's like you know what I haven't fucked this in in the ass enough let me make another one where Batman has nipples in his suit and the yeah, uh, and the like, uh, accentuated cod pieces. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. And, and let's 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 make sure we throw in a holy pile of junk, Batman. Yeah. As a reference to to the fans. One day I've got to do just, a, oh, just, Go. Well, I was going to say he just wanted to make like a movie based on the t- TV series from the the sixties. Yeah. It's blatantly yeah. obvious. Yeah, yeah. It and he did a terrible. The ambiguously gay duo did a better job than the <laughs> Schumacher movies. Yeah. Yeah, they really well, did. they were like their hearts were not into it at all. No. Well, which one? Who? The like, like the ambiguously gay duo? No, they they were in it. No, <laughs> they were in it to win oh, it. No, no, they yes. were. They were. I'm Can't saying. I'm saying. Val Kilmer and George Clooney and fucking Christian Slater. I always it always blows my mind that Christian Slater played. No, no, no. Chris, oh, no. Chris, o, Chris, Chris O'Donnell. O'Donnell. I, they're the same person in he my was head. A decent enough, always, Robin. Always, I always mistake the two. Yeah, like none of them were into it mm. at all hmm. but yeah uh, you know what I, though i will say this about those movies it did give us arnold as a mr true. freeze which is true. just you know, it did case. give us it also gave us jim carrey as as the yes. writer, and that was actually pretty yep. decent. yes tony uh, tommy yeah. tommy jones tommy lee jones, jones. Uh, that that uh, that he was no. too it was too much tommy lee jones and too Little Two Face for me. Well, the problem was he was all crazy Two Face and none of like yeah. sane Two Face. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> there was no Harvey Dent. There was no. just Two Face. <laughs> where, where was Harvey Dent? No, no, yeah, acid splash. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Segwaying on to our next topic. Have you guys heard of that sweet, sweet recurring revenue? What does that mean? <laughs> Is that is that fart jars that's, again? That's no, that's just <laughs> that's just be. Matt re- literally reading from our board. <laughs> Do tell. Um, well, it is. It's it's PlayStation finally figuring the fuck out that Xbox Game Pass is going to destroy worlds unless they also get in on the business, mm. and so they are starting to start talks and plan for their own subscription service. So instead of PlayStation Plus, which has been there online access and a free game or two a month That's system what I have. and PlayStation now, which is sort of their online streaming service. Oh, that's what the shit it is. Uh, Thank yes, you for that's PlayStation that. Now. I was like, you're welcome. Everyone's learning something today. <laughs> yeah. They're going to create a service. That's going to try to match game pass. Hmm. Now they're going to call it PlayStation plus uh, <laughs> PlayStation uh, move. Sorry. What no. now? It's plus, I'm telling you. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like like Sony, you know, listen, yeah. Microsoft yeah. is awful at naming things. They're they're awful and Sony is managing to make it worse than them, which is it's a feat. Right? Well, Just now we were talking yes. about the 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 AR thing, VR thing or that that they had. It was just called PlayStation Move. It's like, what? They like what? simplicity. Where you know, I'll give them credit. PlayStation Five is 
makes way more sense than Xbox Series One X Blade Plus. Yeah, yeah well, Microsoft Xbox. is taking a page from from Apple, right? Just adding random letters and words after the name of the thing. Well, at least then you don't know if the old version of console you have is inferior or not because yeah. the names make sense. Anyways, so we're talking about PlayStation's <laughs> service. And, you know, the the report coming out of, of this article we're reading, which stole from Bloomberg, I mean, borrowed from Bloomberg, they didn't uh-huh. cite them in their article, um, talks about having a number of different tiers, which is already problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but essentially, uh, they're going to offer different tiers, and depending on the tier, you'll get re- access to certain games. You know, maybe maybe the first tier they're talking about is like some of the older games. Second tier might add streaming. Third tier is going to be the most expensive games, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. They don't specifically talk about price in the article. They do sort of reference how much Game Pass costs. You know, it's ten to fifteen bucks a month, depending on what version of it you're getting. Um, I think for me, I actually have Game Pass, but I pay for the most expensive level because it gives me both uh, Xbox games and PC games. So I can swing both ways on that. Hmm. Um, But it'll be interesting to see what they come up with because Xbox has been ahead of this game by a large margin. Xbox has been buying up studios left, right, and center. You know, the fact that they bought up all of... um, uh, Stop... Was it Bethesda that owned everything? Is that, yeah, Bethesda. Yeah, well, or Zenimax. Zenimax. Yeah. yeah. They bought up Zenimax, so they got Bethesda. They got uh, id, um, you know, all the work they're doing there, and, and not even, and, and including partnering with EA to grab EA uh, Play. They are light years ahead of PlayStation right now. So I'm wondering how PlayStation is going to catch up. PlayStation has excellent first-party games, much like uh, Nintendo does. But beyond that, I'm wondering what they're going to be able to offer that's going to pique people's interest against against game pass yeah it's going to be hard for them to beat the fact that you get to play all of these now i would assume somewhat exclusive games or at least exclusive for a while and you get to play them on console and on computer like what what is what is sony going to do they're going to come up with their own computer (laughs) yeah like xbox has got to the point where you know halo halo infinite came out day one on game pass so you didn't have to yeah. buy it. If you have Game Pass, you get access to it. So are they just going to follow what Xbox is doing? And that'll be that'll keep them parity, but I don't know if that's going to be enough. Why would you, like, unless you're really like a super, you know, Sony fan and I, I love their first party games and then maybe that's enough for you to pay. The, but, but even then, is it worth it? I don't know. It, this is They're coming in very late in the yeah. game. It's risky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, I don't consider myself... <clears throat> Look, if money was no object, I'd have all the consoles. But my I just tend to my pendulum just tends to swing towards the catalog that Sony's got, for the most part, for me. So if they're able to, to expand and diversify, throw their hat in the ring and make it viable and sustainable, I'm cool with that. Um, but if, 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 you know... They've got a ton of resources, so I'm not saying they're going to be able to pull it off. They're, they should have enough to figure something out, at least to figure out a phase one something. That's my guess. I'm, I don't yeah. have the facts, but I agree with you. Maybe they can. It's, it, I agree with the both of you. The gap, is, the gap they need to close is really, really large, so I am worried. One way I can see them doing this is, you know, partnering with, like, Steam. They're releasing yes. the, some of their first party games on Steam that, anyway, right? Wow. Yep. I just heard actually that Uncharted 4, well actually the the, the collection yep. from Uncharted 4 is coming out on 
on PC. And obviously, God of War is. So maybe that's the. If way. that's the case. What if they partnered with Epic? Sure. Why'd you laugh like that? I don't understand. Well, Epic's completely they... viable. <laughs> it is. And, and, and Epic and is all... very friendly and loving. <laughs> I sense much sarcasm okay. in you. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, whether it's with Steam or I actually don't know what to say about Epic. Um, but yeah, if they partner with Steam, I would. That would be a really great partnership. That for me, like I don't have a, any aversion to Steam. I just haven't had a full enough, re, a, a, like a concrete reason to to bleed into that territory. But that would make it easy for me because then I could game on my on my on my PC. I've never, I haven't used it in that way, and I think it could handle it. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how far they go down this path because it depends on what what market you're trying to capture, right? Chris, you spoke like you said, if I had all the money in the world, I would buy all the consoles, and because you have a, a game library you want, you can you pick Sony. You also have the means to to buy whatever first party games they put out to play them. Yeah. And I'm wondering if what they're really concerned about is families and kids where money is tight, and trying to give them a reason to put a PlayStation in their house in the first place. And so really, it's just here is a cheap way to you buy the PlayStation five, you pay $10 and you have a bunch of games you can choose from to pay. So it gives them an open library to play from, to have the console in their house and to collect that revenue from them. Um, Cause that's really the value that game pass has right now is there's hundreds and hundreds of games. So if you bought an Xbox for Christmas or you found mm-hmm. one and you got game pass at 15 bucks a month, well, that's way cheaper to have access to like a hundred, like thousands of games than to be like, oh, I have to buy this new video game and it's $80. Yeah. And it's like 15 hours of gameplay. Fuck my life. You know? Yeah. And and if they have like family plans, right? That that also helps a lot with like offsetting that. And again, by your, you know, going by what you said on your, on the call out, you know, that sweet, sweet recurring revenue comes in and then they, yep. they can do other stuff with there's another there's one more aspect uh, or one more piece of this this equation that I think it will that I think game passes can help to combat no matter which way the pendulum swings for you um, piracy I, I think by making your library just it all goes back to like like our digital music before like back in our Napster and Kazaa and etc cetera, etc cetera days when you make your shit available it makes it harder for people to pirate in a sense because like it's accessible yep. it's already there so why go through the trouble it's not harder it just it's less incentive that's what right? i mean to say yeah 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 for sure you know? well it's harder to go pirate something than it is to just go to a thing and click play yeah right yeah yeah so. it's like yeah. you know okay well you know i'm get I, I got it i don't have to work as hard i'm contributing to the to the teams and people who made it i don't feel as bad so much depending on where you kind of sit on you know, the spectrum of like consumption. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes it's going to be for people like I'd rather pay $5 and not have to worry about where I go to pirate this game. Yeah. Yeah. It's so right? cheap, right? Just, it's, yeah. it, it just is. Uh, yeah. uh, let's segue to our next topic. Um, are you guys, have you guys heard of how I met your father? Yeah. No. Well, it's, it's the, do I it's want the, to ask the question? No, well, you're gonna, so don't worry if you want to. It's about to be forced, <laughs> forced into your ear fed. holes. Forced. No! Eyes forced. Open. So, How I Met Your Father is a successor 
spiritual. It's not spiritual because it's actually some of the same people mm. doing it, but it's a successor or the next stage of the How I Met Your Mother verse. or How I Met Your. They're calling verse. it a spinoff, I guess. Yeah, but I, I, listen, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say this. Doesn't a spinoff require at least one character from from the show Usually. to spin off of it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the, that's, that's how you spin off maybe or something. The bar is gonna be the 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 bridge. Not from what I saw in the trailer, but yes. hey. So, so the trailer came out, or the trailer we saw, a new trailer, and it starts to show the framework of the How I Met Your Verse, <laughs> you know, showing up. So in the original with How I Met Your Mother, uh, which is a show I love, um, it has until the last season. Hey, well, we don't want to talk. Let's, yeah, we don't want to talk it about it. You're right. Let's just, it no, just yeah. So they used. Um, Oh my God! Why is his name the narrator? Why is his name not coming to my head? Yeah. Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. Thank you. They, Bob Saget was a narrator mm-hmm. for Ted in all the the future scenes, and we saw in the trailer that uh, Kim Cattrall uh, is instead of bothering with whatever that Sex in the City reboot is, she is lending her voice to be the uh, future voice of the main character, yeah. who in this show is Lizzie McGuire. I mean, oh, yeah. See, this is where it begins to unravel for me. <laughs> yeah. And for me, like I was when I saw the the flashes of um of like the new show and so on. From certain angles, she doesn't look like herself, and I was like, huh, fresh face, no. da da da. But then the camera angle changed. I was like, oh, and I saw the name, and I was like, oh. Just be clear, everybody. It's Hillary Duff. It's just in case you don't know who. Lizzie I wish McGuire it was Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> that would have made it easy, an easy, an easy pass. That would have made it at least. It, like interestingly weird, yeah. like Liz McGuire this? looking for love <laughs> in all the wrong places, places looking yeah, for love. Yeah. So, so interestingly enough, about this, when we see this trailer, um, you see sort of the the cast of people who are going to be involved in it. The trailer is actually too quick. It's weird for a trailer for a television show because the trailer is too quick to really get a feel for who anybody is. You know Hilary Duff's character because that's the central character. That is the the mother from the title, but. There are her friends, and I'm not sure who exactly is in her friend circle the same way, you know, the the cast was from How I Met Your Mother. Um, and you see Kim Cattrall in this trailer, which you never saw Bob Saget in, in How I Met Your Mother. That's true. Um, so I'm, I, I can't make heads or tails of it. What I can say is I'm really concerned about the production values on this television <laughs> show because there are numerous scenes where it doesn't look like the backgrounds are real or it looks like they're cardboard cutouts. I don't know what it is, but the feel of it is like it is not a real place. It is there are nobody around. There's nobody around. Maybe they're going maybe they're going with like a German impressionist twist on this and it's actually all like in the theater of the mind of an insane person played by Kim Cattrall. I don't know. Well, that doesn't seem to be very funny. Internal sunshine of a spotless mind approach. Whoa, okay. Well, or more like the never happening reign of the dirty mind. I don't know. It's Kim Cattrall. I I see what you tried to do there, but uh, I hated it. I failed. Yeah. (laughs) Points to Gryffindor. yeah, thank you. <laughs> it does. It does try to modernize some of the takes, so I see how it might appeal to a newer audience. You know, there's, you know, it brings up dating apps and stuff like that, and 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 that's fine. But it just, it just seems weird to take a concept like How I Met Your Mother and try to make a sequel or a spinoff, as they're calling it, out of it. Because other than switching the mother the father for a mother 
what are we doing here? What's, what's, what is this? Why, why do we have to, what tropings are we carrying through that make it the, the, the spinoff or the successor, mm -hmm. right? It's tricky. Well, it's the, it's just the framing device, right? Because the whole, the, <clears throat> the point of it being called How I Met Your Mother, it, it was like an interesting framing device for why yeah. is this story mm -hmm. happening, right? It's just yeah. an old guy boring his children with the story of his life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're going to repeat that, yep. I guess. But then that's where it ends, I guess. Like, that's how much of a spinoff it is. It's not really a spinoff as much as it is, oh, I'm going to steal this concept. Oh, but I'm stealing from myself, that, so mm -hmm. that's okay. Right. Copy. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't understand paste. what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And it's like I don't. I, it's copy understand. and paste. X amount of years. X amount of years ahead with current, with current. I don't know <clears throat> the current trappings and hurdles and lessons and it's, insights. It's it's a it's a remake, Correct. right? Like it's like it's like when they did the Psycho remake with um, Vince yeah. Vaughn, and they just did it shot for shot. <laughs> like that's what it feels mm. like. But not for shot for shot, I guess. Anyways, it's it's airing on Hulu in the states. I don't know where we'll find it. I'm not gonna find in, it in Canada. <laughs> I'm not gonna find it. Oh, I'm I'm waiting for an entire season to come out and reading, you know, reviews, um, reviews to before I even decide whether I'm gonna try to watch. Listen, yeah. this show, like, you know, shout out to Kim Cattrall, fellow Canadian, but like. <sighs> I can't wait for this show to fail. Like I, I, <laughs> I want it to. I want. I wanted it wow. to win, but since I don't know who the Barney Stinson is going to be, I don't right? know. I don't know. Yeah, but, but even but here's then, the thing. I, I think right. we're going to say the same thing. Even then, I don't want another Barney. Like he was yeah. funny because it was unique mm -hmm. and it was fun to see Neil Patrick Harris play mm -hmm. that character. But don't yeah. give me the same five characters again. I don't. I don't need that. That's not going to work. Because I'll just be like, oh, it's 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 the least lesser version of. How I'm not know. looking for a copy. Yeah, because... I'm just wondering if there's going to be a zany character. Oh, the breakout. Because... Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember when I first started watching How I Met Your Mother, I was like, I probably coming off of a friend's binge again, mm -hmm. which is you know a very recurring thing. And I started watching, and in the first, actually, the first season, it tries a little bit to kind of get, oh, this isn't the new Friends, but they kind of break out of it mm -hmm. after a while, and and that makes it, it's it's a similar feel of a show, but it has its own thing. This one, just from the name alone and the fact that it's using the same framing device, it feels like it's going to be like you know Next Generation on the first season where they were just trying to copy the original series, yeah, and then they figured out, okay, no, we can't do this. But now, are they going to change the whole thing completely? And do they have the writing skills mm. and the cast to do so? Are they going to have the time to figure it out? Oh, yeah. There's that too. Shit gets canceled right? way faster yeah. nowadays, right? That's Shout out true. to Cowboy yeah. Bebop, RIP. Ripity <laughs> doo duh. Like, did it? What, did sadly, it get canceled? Oh, yeah. Oh, did. so hard. So fast. What? I'm so sorry. I'm watching it right now. I actually I'm, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. We can we can maybe dig into to Cowboy Bebop or anime adaptations on a later mm. show. I think there's a lot of meat on the bones there. But I think the fundamental challenge that it had was that it was never gonna satisfy enough people yeah. based on its premise of trying to remake a beloved anime 
and tell the story, but tell it in a different way. It's just, it, that's problematic at best. Yeah. And actually that, that is a good kind of description of this how I met your father thing, because either it's going to be super different. And then the hardcore fans of how I met your mother are going to go, this is nothing like that. Or it's going to be exactly the same. And then everybody's like, why am I watching this? I've watched yeah. this already. Yeah. So yeah, I get what you're like. It's like, doomed to fail almost unless they do something yeah. magical and this is this is for me why there's so much meh in my system about this is that they haven't they like i don't need i don't need to go super nerd but like i don't see the value prop in this at all versus yeah 100 percent. Right, versus um do you guys remember uh did you see the john cusack movie high fidelity and yep. did you uh, did you know that ago, they yeah. made a uh, they made a uh, they were they made a TV series that Zoe Kravitz uh, gender flip as it was great the music it was it oh, was really? it came out two maybe two a year and a half ago on Hulu mm. really really well done it, it's not a, it's not at all a shot for shot concept is rich it 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 follows uh, it follows the book really really well um, and it didn't go beyond the first season but I'm telling you guys. It that was art that yeah. that worked, right? But but look at how many look at how many um, important things you mentioned that this thing has that How I Met Your Father does right, and that's the fucking conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Exactly, and it still got right. canceled. Like, yeah. If yeah. this show makes it two I, seasons, I'm gonna kick something. Go on. Yeah, no, I was gonna say I think Meh might actually be. A glowing review for this. How I meh your father. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Please segue out of this. <laughs> fuck you. That was pretty good. 50 points uh, to Gryffindor. Uh, I did it. I did it. Uh, um, you know Matt is Ravenclaw. Come on. No, I'm Gryffindor. I tested myself. Uh, oh, did you? Yep. I just assume I'm Slytherin, you know. You are. I, I got to test myself. Yeah. Um, so let's... We're getting near the end of this. Um, a couple of, of news... Uh, items that are quick um some some good news i would say it's not great news it's positive news riot games has <laughs> Make agreed. Up your fucking mind. well because <laughs> i don't know enough about the bigger the bigger impact of riot uh, agreeing to pay a uh, hundred million dollars in settlement of a, the gender discrimination class action lawsuit filed against it by its employees it seems oh. like a good amount of money um you know it seems like a lot of money is is going to go their way and and that's great um, yeah, eighty million of the of the yeah. hundred million goes to the employees yeah. that are part of the clash action suit, which is really great. I just want to see Raya continue improving yeah. themselves, right? Like so, not having to pay another settlement <laughs> in the future, well, cause, basically, because it feels a little <laughs> bit like how you know we saw we seen those classic stories of like car companies would would send people to figure out if they should fix defects or not, like the cost of paying out deaths was cheaper Oof, than fixing yeah, the thing. Yeah. Like I, I'm not saying Riot's doing this. I don't want to put them in that category, but it's it's they fucked up and they're they should pay for their fuck ups. But what are they doing to make sure they're not fucking up again? What are they doing to make sure you know like I don't know I remember reading an article a while ago about Riot having to um they had forced settlements in their contracts, and I think they removed that clause finally. So yeah. that's the sort of steps we need to see Riot do in order to to really what? turn their company around. 
what I read when I was reading about this particular piece of news is that there, you know, the the lawyers that were on the side of the or they were negotiating in, in for the the employees, they part of the settlement um, obviously was um, what do you call it um, law uh, like the fees the, the the law people fees words are hard um, and part of it was making a plan for like policy changes and other kind of stuff that needs to happen. So it's like a work in progress more than just like, okay, we're done. We're paid out. Fuck you. Like it's a, it's more and it, there's more work happening. So from what I read, it was like all around a positive thing. And the money was just like the icing on the cake. But like, I guess we're going to see. Right? Well, and just, just to raise that, that caution flag, you know, the article does stipulate that Riot had agreed to settle the suit in 2019 for $10 million. But um, yeah, California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing intervene and blocking it saying they should be entitled to so much 400 million so yeah um, i'm glad they, they've <laughs> come like to a better 10, settlement. no 400 dudes <laughs> yeah hmm. so but that was that that was a change in in leadership between then and now i think one I one guy was kicked out but not a complete change okay hmm. anyway you're right it's like this is like okay good a good sign but let's see what happens going forward right yeah Speaking of terrible companies who can't figure their self out, um, <laughs> there was a video game awards that was done oh. recently. Uh, the yeah. the Jeff Keighley led uh, video game awards, and uh, just to give you a really high level review, um, I believe the game of the year was oh Jesus, where is this? It was the two There's of us. There's a link here somewhere. Was it the two of us? No. Game of the year was It Takes Two. It Takes Two. Um, dun, 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 dun. And the segue to this beautiful, beautiful conversation is that uh, Blizzard didn't win shit. <laughs> and um, it was not, it was, they were removed. All the game, all Activision Blizzard games were yeah, removed from everything Justice. removed for Blizzard because they are yeah. the poster child for how to run your company in the worst possible way. And not just yeah. historically, I mean, current, present day. I'm not going to go any farther into Blizzard. It's fucked. Read about it. You can check out lots of stuff in, from Bloomberg and Jason Schreier. Kotaku does a number of reporting on it. It's it's messy, and they need to figure their shit out. Um, let's let's end on two really quick ones. Really interesting. One's interesting, and one one is um, well, it's funny. Let's just call it what it is. Um, <laughs> how are you guys with Magic Gathering? I know of it, and I couldn't afford the cards in high school, so I watched from afar with the single tier and played Marvel vs. Capcom. I I know of it, and collectible card games are a cult, and I refuse to join. Okay. Wow. Well, <laughs> wow. Chris, yes, you'll be happy to know that um, a company called Beal and Grimm mm-hmm. has decided to create a bunch of accessories for Magic Gathering. Accessories. Yeah, so we're looking at like you know uh, NFTs bags to hold your cards. <laughs> no, these are actual physical. Oh, oh thank goodness! Continue. You know, there's bags or boxes to hold your cards, plushies representing characters. Okay. Um, and one of the things they're selling is the uh, Kamigawa Platinum Edition. Let me tell you what's in this. Okay. okay? <laughs> let, me, let me set this up for you. There is a demon-themed lightning blue deck box. 
100 gold dragon sleeves, an LED playmat, a art card folio, a world map of uh, Kamigawa, a metal counter set, a demon mask necklace, sidekick plush, inclusive black and neon pink and neon dynasty themed backpack. You're going to read this whole thing? <clears throat> I am. Cami themed neon pink deck box, 100 black dragon sleeves, a sword adorned card vault, Kamigawa art, wall art poster, five lithographic art prints, in-world guide to Kamigawa, and an art-inspired life counter. So, Chris. This this program sponsored by Bill and Grimm. Chris. How many what, easy payments do I have to make in order to get this? What What would you pay <laughs> for this? I would say four easy payments of sixty sixty five ninety nine seat plus COD. Okay, okay, good. Um, and how much do you think that plus COD would be? Just ninety nine, ninety nine. Like the backpack for me and the coins are kind of cool. I'm looking at them. Um, yeah, I, I. That's the thing with collectible like card games that scare me like the playable card games um i I feel like i never felt like i have control on like based on the packs i would get and that for me is both fun but anxiety inducing and then i gotta go out and then like go to the shops or whatever and then you're you're slapped in the face with like the really good cards that are really expensive Mm -hmm. and so teenage chris was like frozen out before he can even start now i'm like a little i'm a little worried because it's like how much has this shit appreciated you know what i mean well chris um you're gonna have to give me 7.13 easy payments of 69.95 in order to purchase all this it costs 499 dollars and there are zero us US, Uh, and there are zero magic cards in this what bag of goodness yeah yo if i bought that it would end my marriage (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) right fuck so listen if you want to get back into magic the gathering um now's not the time (laughs) is what i'm getting do it hold on to your loved ones Uh, (laughs) we're gonna end this one on on it's not a news story it's just a hilarious meme that's popped up it's a news story. Are you familiar with Elmo? Yes. Uh, yes. Elmo is chaos. So, yes. Elmo has been beefing with a rock since about 1999. <laughs> a collective, one of the most Not collectibles the rock. from Magic the Gathering. On yeah. sale at your local a- MTG.com. $4.99. No periods. <laughs> but this rock is named Rocco, and it is a pet rock. Um, and and the sort of conflict is at the heart of this new viral clip of the show. Um, uh, Rocco is apparently Zoe's pet rock. I don't watch the show anymore. Spoiler alert. Um, and so the clip, uh, if you can search for it, um, I don't know the best way to find it. But anyways, if you search for this clip of Rocco Twitter. and Elmo on the Twitter, basically you're going to find Elmo... Elmo's confusion, rage, frustration <laughs> at why a cookie needs to be saved for an inanimate rock. <laughs> and honestly, it's just the most hilarious thing I've watched in a long time. Elmo- it's the best palate cleanser. <laughs> the best. It's the best way to end, really and truly. I didn't even know until it was the best thing I didn't know I needed. And ladies and gentlemen, 
everyone across the spectrum. What a great way to start off 2022. Yeah. You're welcome. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Just, so, you know, I think, I think the, 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 the moral of this story is, you know, if you think your life is shit, at least you're not being mistreated because of a rock. Hopefully. Cause if you are, holy shit, like get better friends. Right. I guess. Right. Finn's easel. Take that to heart. <laughs> dun, dun. Um, Ooh. Family. It's not about <laughs> it's not about family anymore. So yeah, that's that's it. That's our news report for December. It's there's a lot going on in December and a little bit of January for honest. We like to slip in the first couple of days before we record. So it's basically it's basically whatever happened until the very moment we record, whenever that right. is. Right. And we recorded on the fifth of January, this year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. If you would like to question us, check our sanity, that sort of thing. The Twitters is a great way to do it, at Your Wrongcast. Uh, there's also a website that is www.yourwrongcast.ca. You're welcome, Luciana. These are dope. And, and we no, have... No, he's not a mattress salesman. What the <laughs> Yo, fuck? Even if he did W W W would be even doper. <laughs> You've been in Montreal no, for long, is my Chris. favorite letter in, in, in the French alphabet. W <laughs> makes sense because W is not a U, but W is dos two V's. The French yeah, have unlocked it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, there's also an email address, yourwrongcast at gmail.com. Hit us up there. Uh, but yeah, that's it for now. I am Matt. I'm Luciano. And I tested as 36% Gryffindor, 26% Hufflepuff, 24% Ravenclaw, 40% Slytherin. So I made it into Gryffindor. Welcome to the party, buddy. Yay! I don't know. You're a Hufflepuff to me. <laughs> <laughs>